weeks ago when Debbie came in, she told me that a sensor had come on in her car and it, it indicated that there was some low pressure in the tires. And you know, that's not a big deal, is it? I mean, it's just low pressure in a tire. I'm not sure which tire, but evidently one of them is not filling up to snuff. So I thought I'd take care of it, and I really kind of put it on the back burner. But every time I started her car up to go somewhere, that indicator came on right in my face. And we have this little screen, and it kind of lit up the screen, telling me that there's low pressure. And I would do a few things on the steering wheel, and that thing would go away. But there was a little sensor light down there that kept telling me that there was stinking low pressure in a tire. So finally, after I made my way almost back home, and it lit up again, I thought, I better go get this taken care of. So I went by Raven Tire, and they filled me up with air. And they said, now, when you leave here, it'll probably come back on. But after about 30 seconds or a minute, it'll go off because you are aired up. And it took about halfway home, and that light went off, and it was just annoying. Have you ever been there? I mean, there's this thing also that tells you when you're almost out of gas. And I hate that one, too. It always pops up when I'm in a hurry, or when I'm in the middle of nowhere, to let me know that I have trouble on the horizon. I would love to undo those lights, wouldn't you? Would that fix the problem? No, that just tells you that there's a possible problem on the horizon and you need to take care of that and probably just around the corner if you just take a breath you can probably take care of those kind of things. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. It has to do with our heart, our sensor. You know, the Bible, when it talks about the heart, it doesn't really talk about the physical muscle inside our body. It talks about the emotional part of our our makeup, who we really are. And the word heart is used over a hundred times in the Bible, and it always indicates this emotional place, this motherboard, if you will, that's inside of us, that senses when life is a skew and when life is kind of out of sorts and it enables us to get back on the right path. So today what I would like us to do is to examine our hearts together. Kind of a heart check thing. So before we even get started this morning, let me ask you this question just right out of the blocks. How's your heart? I mean, have you had it checked lately? The kids left a few weeks ago and they're already counting down there are 12 days left till Christmas till we come together again and when they were here last time we'd had a full day taking the kids to the park we had hiked in the woods we had put up Christmas decorations and I had them conditioned whenever I say hey guys what time is it they'll say poppy it's couch time they decided that maybe the kids have been cooped up too long and maybe they ought to go walk around the mall for a bit and I thought I'm out, you know. And I said, hey, hey, why don't I just stay here and I'll make some snacks and stuff. And when you guys get back, we'll have a little party and then they can go to bed. And Lindsay said, Poppy, you better go find your happy heart and put your coat on because you're going. And then little Maddie Grace came up to me. She's just so adorable. She looked with those big brown eyes and that little lip came out. She said, Bobby, you don't go, I don't go. Mommy said, find your happy heart. 
So I found it, and we went. So what I would like you to do today, you know, it's almost Christmas, isn't it? Twelve days away. Anybody here got their happy hearts on this morning? Anybody still hunting for theirs? Got all your shopping done? Decorations up? Christmas cards in the mail? I want to help you find your, your happy heart today. You know, really can't celebrate Christmas without your happy heart. And I don't really think you can walk where Jesus would have you walk if you don't really have your happy heart. Have you ever been somewhere or done something when your heart really wasn't in it? I mean, you went because you had to? This morning, David said, come on, Jerry, it's time to go to church. I'm thinking, hey, I'm not feeling it today, you know? Heart's not, told me to find my happy heart. As we walk through this piece, I want us to go to Jeremiah chapter 17 today, just a couple verses to read. When we read through this, you're going to see that the Bible says the heart is a deceitful thing. Above all things, it's beyond cure, and no one can understand it. We're going to see that when we read this text this morning. The answer to Jeremiah's question that he asks about the heart is also found in this piece of scripture. The Bible tells us that God knows the heart and he judges the heart accordingly. Now what does that mean? We'll talk about that in just a few minutes also. So today what I want us to do is to examine the state of our heart. Right here, right in this place, today. And if you don't have your happy heart, my prayer for you is that you find it and find it quick. Because life is so much more fun when we have landed there. The Bible has a lot to say about the heart. In Leviticus 19.7, we are told not to hate our brothers in our heart. Deuteronomy 26.16 says... Be careful. Follow God's laws, his teachings, with all your heart. Not just 10%, not just 85%. All means 100%. We are to follow God with all of our heart. Don't even twitch this morning. Don't want to see a hand come up. I wonder how many people here today are following God with all their heart. How's your heart? 1 Samuel 16, 7, we are told, does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord, he looks at the heart. In the book of Psalms, it repeatedly refers to loving and praising God with a pure heart and a whole heart. You see, it's a heart issue. Psalms 51.10, David says, Create in me, O Lord, a what? A clean heart. A righteous heart. A pure heart. A good heart. Jeremiah 29.13 says that we are to seek God with our whole heart. Ezekiel 18.37, we are commanded to receive from God, the Bible says, a new heart. 
My dad physically has had a couple of valve replacements. He's actually been given a new heart two times. I wonder if, spiritually speaking, we could have a little heart action today. How's your heart? I mean, really. I mean, seriously. Spiritually speaking, on a scale of 1 to 10, I wonder where your heart would would land. The New Testament, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, Jesus told us what's really in our hearts will be reflected in what comes out of our mouths. What do you say when you're trying to make a point? What kind of words do you use when you're angry or out of sorts? Because the Bible says what's really in our hearts has a tendency to make its way out. Ephesians 1.13, Paul prays that the eyes of our heart might be enlightened. Colossians 3.1, we are told to set our hearts on things above. And in 1 John 3.20, it says, God is greater than our hearts. You see, there's a central system inside all of us that, that, that acts as the indicator of who we are and how we live, and our hearts really begin to determine themselves, and they, they show themselves by how we do life. The state of your heart is more important than your marriage. However, if your heart is in a good place, chances are your marriage is going to be in a pretty good place. The state of our heart is more important than the state of our business. However, if the state of your heart is in a good place, chances are the state of your business is going to be in a pretty good place. The state of our heart is more important than the state of our country, the state of our economy, the state of anything else. It all starts with our heart. And if you have your Bibles, Jeremiah chapter 17, I want to read for you verses 9 and 10. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The heart, the heart is deceitful above all things and, and beyond cure. And here's the $5,000 question in the text here. Who can understand it? The Lord, or I, the Lord, will search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. Now just... Two verses there today, and I want to unpack for you three things that begin to tell us how our heart ought to be connected and how we ought to be aware of things when our sensor is all that it ought to be. And the first thing is this. We shouldn't try to judge our own heart. That's where it starts this morning. Jeremiah says, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things. It's beyond cure. Who can understand it? We can't understand it ourselves. We need the help of someone or something, and that someone or something is found in Scripture, and that someone is God. 
That's how it begins to show itself. You cannot judge your own heart, and you cannot know the heart of someone else, so don't try. You're not equipped to do things that way. We need to go to the manual, and we need to go to the Father to find out those kind of things. In the NFL, the National Football League, there's a new review policy kind of coming into its own. Are you familiar with it? If there's a play on the field and the coach doesn't agree with the call, he can throw a flag out on the field and they have to go and watch it on TV, on video, to determine if they were right or wrong. Baseball's kind of doing the same thing. And before long, it'll be basketball and then there'll be watching us to see if we need to do a replay or not. And that's the way the world kind of going. With your heart, you can't review or examine. It's a little bit difficult for us to do. When we try, we usually make two mistakes. When we judge ourselves, a lot of times we judge ourselves too harshly. Have you ever done that? When we don't deserve it, that's how we tend to think. On the other hand, we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt time and time again. When we don't deserve it. So we're kind of caught in a quandary of sorts. We don't know exactly where those things line up and where they ought not to. Unless you are a student of the book and things begin to show themselves pretty quickly. Jeremiah is saying that your heart has a tendency to play tricks on you. Your sensors have a tendency to play tricks on you. Sometimes they will accuse you and other times they will excuse you. That's the way our our heart has a tendency to work. Have I asked you yet, how's your heart? I mean, is your heart where it ought to be spiritually? Could it be better spiritually? Would you be in cardiac care spiritually if we examine your heart? The heart, the Bible says, has the ability to be deceptive above all things. So we need not try to judge our hearts or examine our hearts unless we do it through Scripture and with the presence of the Father. And people will try to even examine your motives, won't they? Have you ever heard someone say, um, he's doing it for the money? I mean, that's the deal. His heart's really not in it, but the money's pretty good. So a lot of times we do things that we wouldn't do otherwise simply because we think the money's pretty good. Have you ever been there? Don't stay there. If you've been there, don't stay there because it's just not worth it. Have you ever heard someone say, hey, he or she, they're just trying, they're just doing that to get on your good side. Anybody here have a good side? <laughs> yeah. Anybody here have a bad side? Yeah. And you know, sometimes they think people are just trying to do things simply to get on someone's good or stay off their bad side. Maybe you've heard someone say he could do more, he could do better, but his heart's just not in it. How's your heart? 
Spiritually speaking, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would your heart land? Are you a 5? Is that good? Oh, I'm a 7.3. Is that good? See, the Bible says we are to love God with our whole heart, our complete heart. We need to be pure. We need to be clean. We need to be righteous. We need to be good. I wonder if you were measured in terms of goodness, where would you land? Where would your heart land today? I mean, how in the world can you celebrate Christmas with a not-so-good heart? So we shouldn't try to judge our own heart, examine it on our own. We need to use Scripture in the hand of God to help us determine where our heart is. Which leads me to the second thing to consider today. We need to learn to place our heart in God's care. Verse 10 I, the Lord, will search the heart and examine the mind. God knows our heart, and he will take care of it. He will convict it. He will direct it. And it is evident in the Scripture that we can change our hearts. If your heart's not all that it's cracked up to be, that's okay, because you can actually change your heart with the presence of God, which is directed through his his word. And he promises to do that if we offer our hearts to him. Remember that guy in the Old Testament, Ezekiel? In chapter 36, verse 25, 26, and 27, here's his plea to God. He says, God says, I will sprinkle clean water on you. This is after he wants to surrender his heart to God. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of of stone. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about people who have hard hearts. Have you read those scriptures? Just for fun today. Just for fun, if you want to go home and have some fun today, get your Bible out and your concordance and just look up all the scriptures that have to do with the hard heart. The hardened heart. I mean, just for fun. And you will be amazed, I think, at what God has to say about those who have a hard heart. I wonder if there are any hard hard hearts in here today. Chances are, maybe not completely hard or you wouldn't be here, but people come and sit in church Sunday after Sunday who have heart issues, heart trouble, hearts that are growing harder every day. The only thing we can do is offer ourselves to God saying, Lord, I don't always understand the state of my heart and it seems to be a mixture of good thoughts and bad thoughts from time to time, good Uh, actions, bad actions, pure actions, or motives in those that aren't so pure. But all I can do is offer my heart to you and trust you to give me a new heart. When was the last time you prayed for your heart? I just, I gotta ask this question, okay? How's your heart? How's your heart this morning? I mean, really, how's your heart? 
David makes the exact request in Psalms 51. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew and steadfast my spirit in me. The only way that you can be sure that your heart is where it ought to be is completely surrendering your heart to God. You can analyze it to death, but you're just wasting your time and you're just wasting time if you don't trust the Father to make that happen. One more thing I have to point my finger at this morning, and it's this. Your actions reveal the state of your heart, your lifestyle. You want to define faith? Faith is a lifestyle. It's the kind of thing that proves who you say you are by how you live. That's what faith is all about. In verse 10, the Lord will search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct and according to his deeds. Evidently, our actions and our deeds reveal our heart. So if you are a Christian, then walk like one. Talk like one, act like one. That proves who you say you are by how you live. The Bible says God doesn't reward according to our feelings. He rewards according to our, our actions. Actions do speak louder than words. Your actions do count. There is no such thing as a good-hearted person who doesn't do the right thing. So if you are a good-hearted person, you are doing the right thing. If you are not a good-hearted person, then you are not doing the right thing. So don't, don't try to fool yourself. Have you ever heard people say things like, I know what he did, but, but he's a good boy. And boys will be boys. Have you ever heard someone say that? Well, if he's a good boy, why did he do what he did? Maybe because his heart has issues. Have you ever heard someone say, I, I know what she said, but man, she's got a good heart. Really? Good-hearted people, they don't talk that way. They don't say those kind of things. If she is all that she's cracked up to be, maybe she's got some heart issues going on. The Bible says according to God's word, that your actions, your lifestyle, reveals the state of your heart. And deep down inside, really, if you really want to mean well, it is consistent with your activity on the outside. Have you ever heard someone say, I didn't come to something or I didn't go to something because my heart just wasn't in it? I heard someone respond to this not too long ago. The question was, do I have to come to church to be a Christian? And I love the answer that was given. No, you can still be a Christian and not come to church. And you can also be married and never go home. If you never went home, do you think you'd have a very good relationship with your spouse? I know what some of you are thinking. Yes, I would, because you don't know my spouse. No way. So could you have a very intimate relationship, a very effective relationship with the Father if you were never in a place of worship? Is it possible? Well, I don't think so. When you don't feel like doing what you know is right, you need to do it anyway. 
Why? Because your actions reveal the state of your heart. In Galatians 6 9, we are told we are to never grow tired of doing good. It doesn't say you should never grow tired of doing good even when you don't feel Never grow tired of doing good even when you don't feel like it. Don't want to. Not in the mood. The Bible says just do it anyway. So let God have your heart, surrender it to Him. Our actions follow our hearts. I want to make this as simple as I can this morning. I don't want anyone to leave here without being able to find their happy heart. Are you with me? Anybody here like sweet tea? My Aunt Jenny used to make sweet tea. I mean, it was so sweet, it would make your teeth hurt. I mean, it was great tea. Some of the best tea that I have ever tasted, and that came from Illinois, not Indiana. I just love sweet tea. It's not tea. Well, it's, you ever get one of those things in your mind, you know what you're going to taste, and you take a drink, and it's not that? That's what I did just then. That's not tea. You know, sometimes when I come in from being outside or whatever, I, I, I just love to get a little swig of orange juice. I mean, don't you? They say it kind of gets your motor going, and when my blood sugar goes low, orange juice is not a bad thing. And, and it's, it's just refreshing. It's about orange juice. Whew. I used to drive, love drinking colas. and I made friends of my friends who drank the diet stuff. Because I always said that was for fat, thirsty people. You know? Now guess what I drink? The diet stuff. And it's... Diet Coke is my favorite, and it kind of refreshes me. This isn't going the way I planned today, so let me just kind of shake this up a little bit. I, I know you're not supposed to shake soda, but it's not working. You know? Diet Coke. God. It's just not... It's not working. Why is this not Mikey? Why is this not working? It's water? I should have known that. I didn't do very good in science in school. It's water. That makes sense to me, doesn't it, to you? Let's say, just for fun today, let's say that this represents your heart. And either good is going to come out of your heart or... Evil. Pure motives are not so pure. That's what's going to come out of your heart. So expect that once you begin to do life. Are you with me? So here's the question, and we're done today. The $5,000 question and the chance to ride home on the Polar Express train. <sighs> How's your heart? I mean, if we were to examine your heart today, what would come out? What's in it's going to come out, right? I mean, that's obvious. Mikey even knows. It's water. So understand, whatever is in your heart is going to come out consistently. The only way to judge your heart and examine your heart is with the Word of God and with God's hand on it. Don't try to do it by yourself. 
and understand there is a place, there is a plan, and God's in it. Could you do me, it's 12 days till Christmas, right? I want you to raise your right hands with me this morning. I will do my best to find my happy heart today and forevermore.